0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of Maverick Messages. I'm Liz. And I'm Ariana. And we are students at Providence Baptist College. Today, we will be listening to one of our chapel messages. We hope the Lord speaks to your heart. 1 Samuel chapter 16. And let's begin here in verse 11. Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Now, in these verses, the person's name is not mentioned, but who is this? That is David, David the young person. David, uh, the first time we really meet David in the Bible, he is introduced to us, and this is the beginning of the story of David. I love this part of the Bible. I love reading through and reading the story of David. You know, usually takes a a number, uh, well, certainly many days of Bible reading to get through. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 23, 2 Samuel chapter 23, one of my least favorite parts of the Bible, not because it's really bad, it's just, it's kind of sad, and I just want to read a few words here in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 1, and it says, now these be The last words of David. Now by the time I get to this chapter, I have been reading about David for days and days on end. Just reading about the great ups and downs and he defeats Goliath and he's anointed king and he is chased by, by King Saul who tries to kill him and he has all these close escapes and cliffhangers And eventually he becomes the king and he has an amazing reign as king. He's got his ups and downs. He has a horrible, horrible incident or two in his life where he disobeys God and he does some just awful wicked things. He he takes a man's wife and has him killed. He numbers the people. Those are the low points. But for the most part, when you take the entire story of David, it's a good one. And when I get to the end of his life and, it's, and I read these words, now these be the last words of David. I kind of get a little bit choked up, and I'm like, no, I don't want him to lose David. He's become a close friend of mine after I read these, these uh, chapter after chapter of his life and adventures. And I hate to see the story come to an end. But overall, it's a pretty good story. In fact, his life is summed up in just a little brief, you might call it an epitaph, or uh, just a, a brief one-phrase biography. You could say that David is a man after God's own heart. That's how he's remembered. A man after God's own heart. That'd be a pretty good thing to have on your, on your tombstone. I'm actually making payments on my tombstone right now. That's another story, but... Um, There's a number of people in the Bible that have a short biography of just a few words. How about Moses? God said about Moses, Moses, my servant. Hey, I'd be pretty happy if that could be a a tag that could be put on my life, that I was God's servant. How about Abraham? Abraham was called the friend of God. You could do a whole lot worse in life than being known as a person who is the friend of God. Uh, Solomon, you know, he had a very kind of a checkered story of some goods and some bads and lots of bads and, you know, about a thousand bads. And, uh. But it does say that Solomon had wisdom that exceeded everyone that had come before him. He was the wisest man. And that's, that's not bad. But there are some people in the Bible, and their story is not a good one. Uh, There's a man in the Bible named Abner. He was the top general under King Saul. And whenever King Saul went out to battle, Abner was the the military commander, and he worked for Saul, and he was a, a good soldier and a faithful man. But when he died... Uh, Joab, who was David's military commander, uh, did an assassination on him. He tricked him into a a meeting and and he made it sound like they were going to get together and and cooperate. Uh, That meeting didn't last very long because Joab pulled out a knife and just killed Abner just in a very treacherous way. And it was said of Abner that he died like a fool. You don't want that to be the story of your life died like a fool. I want to ask you a question this morning. Just take a few minutes to discuss it. And the question is, what's your story? Someday the story of your life is going to be written. And I'm not even going to focus in today on the entire story of your life. Let's just talk about the story of your college career. Some of you are starting that today. Some of you started it last semester. Some of you have been here for a number of semesters. And because of that, you could have registered early, and it would have been a really good, helpful uh, time if you'd have registered early, but that's fine. It's good. But what's your story? There are, uh, you know, when you when you start here every semester, uh, we take you out on the front porch there, and we take your picture. And we use that in different... Uh, Publications, and uh, you know, we have your picture on file. Well, we have pictures on file of all the students that have been here for years and years and years. I've been here for six and a half years now, and every once in a while, I will I'll go into the I'll go into where the pictures are, into the folders there, and I'll pull up some pictures of students that I taught six six and a half years ago, and. I'll say most of them. I look at their picture and I and I have a, just a good feeling, and I'm thinking, what a good story. Well, there's Jack Barber. He came to college, had a little bit of a rough background, but he got right into college and he learned how to how to do college. And uh, he was my soul winning partner for a semester in the Fisherman's Club, and I got to know him very very closely, and uh, got to invest some in his life. And this Christmas Eve, I was on vacation and I got to go to his church up in Wisconsin. He is pastoring a church right now. He married a girl that he met here in college and they are serving the Lord. And I think, what a good story. He had a good story of being in college, ups and downs, steps backward, steps forward. But what a good story. And I just think of people like that. I saw... um, uh, I saw Janessa Kilmer came in with her sisters a day or two ago back from, the, uh, back from break. And I thought, well, there's Janessa Kilmer. She used to be Janessa Borkhart, and she was in several of my classes. And uh, she met a young man named Levi. And uh, we had some questions about him going, coming and going from time to time. But he had a good, by the time it was all over with, he had a good story at college, and now he's a youth director down in Terre Haute, Indiana. and He's married to a good girl that he met here at college, and what a good story. But then there's, I look at some of the other pictures, and my heart just kind of breaks a little bit, and I think that was a good young person, so much potential, but for For whatever reason, maybe that person decided, I just, um, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to drop out of college. And in some cases they're doing okay. Maybe they're still going to church. Maybe they're working a job and and that's not a disaster, but in some cases they just, they don't go to church anymore. They're a disappointment to their parents. They're a disappointment to the people that tried to work with them when they were here in college. You are going to have a story. Two years from now, four years from now, you're going to have a story. We are going to someday look at your picture. And we're either going to smile and have this warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Or we're going to just kind of feel sad. And uh, so let's talk about your story. What should your story include? You know, every story needs certain plot points, you know. Your story needs to include salvation. Salvation. Uh, I am not naive enough to think that there couldn't be someone here that is ready to go to Bible college and you showed up and you're going to register and you're all set. You moved into the dorms and you're here and you're ready to go. But it's very possible that there's at least one person here who's just not 100% sure that you're saved. It happens almost every year, and I, try. I never let it shock me or surprise me. I just think I'm just happy. I think about Dylan. came to college here, and how many years of college did you have before you finally got it settled? Uh, so it After his sophomore year, he, so- he decides, you know what? I have been struggling with my salvation long enough. I need to settle this. And, you know, did we look at him and say, oh, you stinking hypocrite walking around here for two years and not even, did anybody feel that way? Nobody felt that way. We all felt well now we kind of feel that way now, but for other reasons. <laughs> but when Dylan said, I need to get saved, everybody here said, praise the Lord. I'm so happy for him. And maybe there's somebody here that's not sure about your salvation. Just briefly, I'm just going to say, get it settled. You're in a great place to talk to almost anybody here can tell you how you can get that settled. So get that settled early on. Get it settled today. What's the day of salvation? Today. All right, baptism. Uh, I won't go into all the story. I'm running running short on time. But um, uh, when I was in Bible college studying to be a preacher, I realized that I had never been scripturally baptized. I had a memory of being baptized. I had a memory of being saved, but... When I analyzed it, I realized I'd gotten baptized first and saved later. So the very first Sunday that I realized that, I went forward at church and I got baptized. Because you are not going to be able to progress and grow as a Christian if you don't take that first step of obedience. Number three, you need to join a church now we do not we do not require you to join Northwest Bible Baptist Church while you are here as a student you should talk to your pastor if your pastor wants you to remain a member of your home church we're fine with that um, if if uh, if he leaves it up to you or if he recommends and you should choose to join Northwest Bible Baptist Church that's an opportunity But make sure that whatever church you're a member of, make sure you tithe. Tithe to the church where your membership is. So join a church, tithe. Um, Go soul winning. We kind of make you do that here, but do it with your heart. I hope that you don't just have to go three to five hours every Saturday doing something that you just do because you have to. That's a lot of time during a week to do something that you're just doing because you have to, when it can be such a tremendous blessing. Put your heart into it. Learn how to do it well. We will teach you how to do it well, and you'll be able (coughs) to go soul winning. While you're here, we want you to learn. You kind of think that's what we're here for, right? This is a college. We learn. We have classes. We have teachers. We have courses. We have textbooks. We have homework. Let me give you a little... Word of advice: Go to your classes. Your classes have a starting time. Maybe it's eight o'clock. Maybe for some of you it's seven thirty. Unfortunately, there are there are classes and they start at a time, and you need to be there on time. Go to class. You can go to class almost all semester and and miss one here and miss one there and miss one there, and then you get over the the absence limit and you lose all the credits for that class. And you paid all that money, you put all that time into it to get nothing as far as credits go. So go to classes. Get involved in ministry. I tell you what, most of you are going to be involved in bus ministry this semester or a soul winning ministry. Get into it with your heart. Learn how to do it. Uh, one thing that is impressive about our graduates, when they go to churches, They leave here and they go to churches where they serve. The pastors notice, wow, these guys know how to do ministry. Learn how to do ministry. That's what we're all about here. And graduate. All right, while you're here, we hope that you will get into some good relationships. We hope that uh, at least one of those relationships will be very special and permanent. And... um, You know, guys. Let me just tell you: open up your eyes, look around. Uh, Maybe if this is your first semester, your first year, you know, learn who their names are, and uh, get to know which one might be more interesting than the other. I wouldn't get into a really serious relationship the first couple semesters you're here, but but meet everybody, learn their names, learn who they are, and uh, and girls, I have (coughs) I have some advice for you. Many of you have heard my four-point outline. Some of you helped me to write it. Girls, let me tell you this. you need to Number one, you need to be available. You're sitting in a group of five in the atrium. You're playing Uno, and some guy sits up, and he sits across the table from you, and he looks at you, and he smiles. Don't say, oh, yuck, and make an excuse to get up and leave. Say, hi, what's your name? That is not an acceptance of marriage proposal that is just being friendly be available give a guy a chance girls you need to be available then you need to be adorable now that might take some work might take a little money cosmetics are not free but be adorable number three be available be adorable and be affordable Girls, you don't want to be high maintenance, okay? If a guy sees you walking in every day with a Starbucks in one hand, and uh, I don't know what else is expensive, right? Bubble tea, I don't know, boba. All right, he's going to get the idea that you're high maintenance. So be affordable and (coughs) and number four, be agreeable. Be available, be adorable, be affordable, and be agreeable. And you're also going to make some very good friends while you're in college. Um, usually, your roommates are going to end up being very close friends. i mean you you really have to learn to get along with your roommates. I told a guy one time he was trying to change rooms i can 't stand my roommates. I said, "Listen, being in a room with somebody who 's very different than you are, believe it or not, is very good training for marriage and the guy said i 'm not planning to marry a dude but uh, yeah, he didn't have a really good story at the, end of the, <laughs> at the end of the day. All right. Just I want you to have a good story. When your story is told, I want it to be a good one. Um, I want you to learn while you're here how to work. We have some students come and they just can't keep a job. I, I don't exactly get why it is. Sometimes it's because they're a work snob. I've had guys tell me, well, I don't, I don't want to work a job where I get my hands dirty. I don't like that. I, I would rather work uh, you know, at a desk, in an office. Or, and then, uh, But more often than that, I hear some guys say, I would never work in a desk, in an office. I, I got to work manly, physical work. Okay, either way, it's both honorable work that you trade your time for money that you use to pay your school bill. It's honorable work. There's no shame in pumping gas. There's no shame in working for fast food. There's no shame in working in an office where you're making $27 an hour. There's no shame in that. So be willing to take whatever job God would offer you. Um, And then just briefly, I uh, I have four children. All four of them came to this college. And I'm not going to go into great detail. I'll probably tell the story in more detail someday. But I had four children came to this college. Uh, Three of them did very well. Uh, My oldest son uh, came to college. God never called him to preach, but he did do two years of Bible college. He met the girl that he married. He then took some trade school, and he's uh, an HVAC technician now, but he's very, very involved in our church ministry. He married a great girl. They have great grandkids of mine, and uh, that is a happy ending. I'm confident that he found God's will for his life. Uh, my my daughter my older daughter came to college here did very well they hired her on church staff she worked in the church office for a number of years and she ended up marrying a guy that she met here at Northwest and they have a happy ending and I got grandkids there too so there's a happy ending and they're also in this ministry you'll see them all over the place Um, every once in a while she'll drive a bus for us but uh, that's a happy ending Uh, good story my younger son met a girl Uh, in college here married her and he is now pastoring a church in North Carolina and they have four children and so I have eight grandchildren my youngest daughter came to college here for a year she dropped out of college she quit going to church she's not doing well she's not living for the Lord and uh, we are praying for her we we're working with her she lives in the area here we see her all the time but that's not the story that you want to have you will be a heartbreak to your parents if you have that kind of story So let's have a good year, good semester. Let's have a good story. What's your story? Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Maverick Messages.